Okay, is, is anybody else as surprised at how cool it is this morning? It's <laughs> no. nice out. Um, yeah, it, it is nice out, but, uh, you know, I just decided at the last moment to wear something with long sleeves, and I'm certainly glad I did. Um, we are looking at uh, Genesis chapter 5, and... One of the things that you see in Genesis chapter 5 is you see an example in contrast. Uh, in chapter 4, one of the things we see is we, we, we see the story of Abel and Cain. And, well, we know how that turned out. Not a good situation. And here's something else. You know, when you look in chapter 3, you find the story of the fall. And one moment, these guys, Adam and Eve, they are in paradise. They have communion with God. They have access to the tree of life. And after their sin, they're out. It's gone. Now, Eve is going to bear children with pain. Adam has to has to work the land. He has to toil. Paradise is gone. And all they've got really is Genesis chapter 3 verse 15. Let's take a quick look at that. God says, I will put hostility between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head, and you will strike his heel. This has been called the Proto-Evangelium. It is a prophecy, the first prophecy concerning Christ. And you know, Adam and Eve, they have been removed from the garden. There's a cherubim guarding the way. There is no way for them to get back in. It's hopeless. They've got to live this life. And what they are hoping for is to give birth to a son who will fulfill this prophecy and turn things around. Well, they give birth to Cain. And they give birth to Abel. And as we said before, that didn't work out so great. Abel worship God. And he worshiped him in the right way. He worshiped him with the right heart. Cain, not so much. Cain had a heart of rebellion, had a heart of resistance. And ultimately, this is what brought about his downfall. And <clears throat> When you read chapter 4, one of the things you see when you look at uh, verse 16, says, Then Cain went out from the Lord's presence and lived in the land of Nod, east of Eden. Now, when it says that he went out from the Lord's presence, it doesn't just mean that he walked away from where his folks were. It means that he really walked away from God altogether. And we see that with some of his descendants. So when you start to look at chapter 5, one of the things that you see is, well, you see in, in the line of Cain, what you see is the, the line of those who are in rebellion but when you look at the line of Seth, you get another picture. You get the line through which Jesus Christ is going to come. So let's take a look at chapter 5, verse 1. This is the document containing the record, the family records of Adam. On the day that God created Adam, he made him in the likeness of God. He created them male and female. When they were created, he blessed them and called them mankind. And Adam was 130 years old when he fathered a son in his likeness, according to his image, and named him Seth. Adam lived 800 years after he fathered Seth, 
and he fathered other sons and daughters. So Adam's life lasted 930 years, then he died. Seth was 105 years old when he fathered Enosh, and Seth lived 807 years after he fathered Enosh, and he fathered other sons and daughters. So Seth's life uh, lasted 912 years, then he died. Enosh was 900, uh, was, was 90 years old when he fathered Kenan, and Enosh lived 850 years after he fathered Kenan, and he fathered other sons and daughters, so Enosh's life lasted 905 years, then he died. Kenan was 70 years old when he fathered Mahalo, and Kenan lived 840 years after he fathered Mahalo, and he fathered other sons and daughters, so Kenan's life lasted 910 years, then he died. Mahalel was 65 years old when he fathered Jared. Mahalel lived 830 years after he fathered Jared, and he fathered other sons and daughters. So Mahalel's life lasted 895 years, then he died. Jared was 162 years old when he fathered Enoch, and Jared lived 800 years after he fathered Enoch, and he fathered other sons and daughters. So Jared's life lasted 962 years, then he died. Enoch was 65 years old when he fathered Methuselah, and after he fathered Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years and other sons and, and fathered other sons and daughters. So Enoch's life lasted 365 years. Enoch walked with God, and then he was not there because God took him. Methuselah was 187 years old when he fathered Lamech, and Methuselah lived 782 years after he fathered Lamech, and he fathered other sons and daughters. So Methuselah's life lasted 969 years, then he died. Lamech was 182 years old when he fathered a son, and he named him Noah, saying, This one will bring us relief from the agonizing labor of our hands caused by the, the ground the Lord has cursed. Lamech lived 595 years after he fathered Noah, and he fathered other sons and daughters. So Lamech's life lasted 777 years, then he died. Noah was 500 years old, and he fathered Shem, Ham, and Jacob. Let's pray real quick. Hmm? Lord, we thank you for the truth of your word. Lord, we pray that you will open our hearts and minds and have them be receptive to what you have to say to us. Lord, help us to draw closer to you. Help us to glorify your holy name and all we say and do. These things in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, one of the things you see here is this chapter starts off with this is the document containing the, the, the family records of Adam, okay? We see this sort of structure, this sort of literary structure, no less than ten times throughout um, the, the book of Genesis. And let's take a quick look at some of these, okay? So the first one we see is in Genesis chapter 2, and it's verse 4. These are the records of the heavens and earth concerning their creation at the time the Lord God made the, the earth and the heavens. Okay, so this is the, the first of these records, okay? The next one, actually, you find in chapter 6, is verse 9. These are the family records of Noah. So really, this section that we're looking at in chapter 5, verse 1, begins with verse 1, but technically it ends in chapter 6, verse 9. Okay? So the, the next one we find is Genesis chapter 10. And it's verse 1. These are the family records of Noah's sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. So the next one we find is in chapter 11, starting in verse 10. These are the family records of Shem. And so they go and they give all those records. The, the next one we find in chapter 25. Let's go to verse 12. 
These are the family records of Abram's son, Ishmael, Queen Hagar, the Egyptian, uh, Sarah's slave, bore to Abram. So the next one is chapter 25 again, and it's verse 19. These are the family records of Isaac, son of Abram. Abraham fathered Isaac. The next one is chapter 36. Chapter 36, verse 1. These are the family records of Esau. Now, the next one begins in chapter, verse 9 of the same chapter. These are the family records of Esau, father of the Edomites, in the mountains of Seir. The last one is in chapter 37. Verse 2. These are the family records of Jacob. Okay? Now, you might say, well, Craig, that's awfully interesting that there's ten of these things. So why did we take a look at all this? Because when you look at these others, one of the things that you find is that it says, this guy was born, he lived so long, he had this child, he lived this long afterwards, and that's it. But when you look at chapter 5, you find a different structure. In chapter 5, when you look at these genealogies, you find this person fathered, you know, lived so long, they fathered this child, he had other sons and daughters, he lived this long, and then here's the difference. He died. Now, this is the structure you find all throughout chapter 5, and you don't find quite this structure in any of the other genealogies. And it's to emphasize a few things that we're going to see later on as we go through this chapter. Now, one of the things that... One of the things you also find is when you look at this structure of the genealogies, there are four exceptions, okay? And these exceptions are things that, you know, obviously Moses wanted to, for, for, to stand out to the reader, okay? So the first of these is with Adam. And one of the things you find with Adam is this, is it says... It says that Adam, verse 3, that Adam was 130 years old when he fathered a son in his likeness according to his image and named him Seth. Okay? Well, with most of these others, you don't get all that other description. And one of the things that he wants, Moses wants us to see is, despite the fact that man is a fallen creature, Man is still made after God's image. Oh yeah, that image might be marred, might be damaged, but we are still after his image. So this is one of the things that he wanted to emphasize. When you look at Enoch, when you look at Lamech, when you look at Noah, you also find similar sorts of extra description. And so we'll be taking a look at that. But one other thing I want to look at before we dive into that in particular is when you look at this section of scripture, look at how it starts off, verse 1. This is the document containing the family records of Adam. On the day that God created man, he created him in the likeness of God. He created him male and female. When they were created, he blessed them and called them mankind. This is kind of a recap of chapter 1. Kind of a recap on creation. But let's look at how this ends. Let's go to chapter 6. Chapter 6. And let's look at verse 9. Well, let's go. 
let's let's go look at verse five. When the Lord saw that humans' wickedness was widespread on the earth, and that every inclination of the human mind was nothing but evil all the time, the Lord God regretted that he had made man on the earth and was deeply grieved. Then the Lord said, I will wipe mankind who I created off the face of the earth, together with all the animals that crawl, and the birds of the sky, for I regret that I have made them. Noah, however, found favor with the Lord. And then you get these records. Well, what happens with Noah? Well, of course, the flood. So what you have, beginning in, in the beginning of this section, is a recap of the creation. But starting in chapter 6, what you get is the destruction of the world with the flood. And so you have ten generations from Adam to Noah. So let's take a look at some of the things here. As I said before, um, in verse 2, he created them male and female. When he created them, he called them Adam. Now, some of your translations may say he called them man, but it's literally Adam. So Adam is two things. Number one, Adam is the first man's actual name, but it's also God's name for mankind. Okay? Verse 3. Adam was 130 years old when he fathered a son in his likeness, according to his image, and named him Seth. Adam lived 800 years after he fathered Seth, and he fathered other sons and daughters, so Adam's life lasted 930 years and he died. Okay? So, one of the things to take into account here is when you look at the, 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 the structure that's used, clearly there are two periods to a person's life. Those before he has children, and those, that period that comes after he has children. Those are two completely different periods. Now, you know, I'm not married, never had sexual relations, I, so I don't have any kids. But, you know, people change once they have a kid. And I'm sure you all know that. I'm sure that, I'm sure that most of you have experienced that yourselves. But having a child changes everything. It helps you, well, your, your focus changes. You're no longer focusing on yourself. You're concerned about the next generation. So, that's one thing to take into account here. But one, something else, too. Really, with Seth, Adam and Eve are starting over. Oh. <laughs> it missed you. <laughs> well, that's interesting. <laughs> so. Where was I? <laughs> so, they had, Adam and Eve had Abel and Cain. And you know, I am sure that they were thinking when Cain was born, this is the promised seed. And he wasn't. And, you know, when they gave birth to Abel, they were thinking, well, if it's not going to be Cain, it'll probably be Abel. But they lost both of them. And they're starting over. And, you know, um, perhaps... They redoubled their efforts to make sure that both, that their children from here on out do the Lord. Now, one of the things that you see when you when you look at chapter four, 
verse 25, it says, Adam was intimate with his wife again, and she gave birth to a son and named him Seth, for she said, God has given me another child in place of Adam since Cain killed him. A son was born to Seth also, and he named him Enosh. And at the time, people began to call on the name of the Lord. So when you look at the line of Seth, they are calling on the name of the Lord. Now, one of the other things you see when you look at this section of Scripture is Adam and Eve had other children. Now, you have the line of Seth, which called on the name of the Lord. But what you also see in chapter 4 is you see, well, Cain's descendants who went the way of Cain. They pretty much departed from the Lord. And here's the thing, folks. Most people are somewhere between those two extremes. Either they walk away from God entirely, or they are following after him with their whole hearts. And there's a bunch of people who are in between. Okay? Well, let me suggest to you that if you're the in-between, that's not a safe place either. If you aren't following after the Lord with your whole heart, if you are not doing, if you're, if you're not Trump striving to follow after him, let me tell you, folks, you're in a dangerous place. But let's go to look at the next person in line here. Seth was 105 years old when he fathered Enosh. <coughs> Seth lived 807 years after he fathered Enosh, and he fathered other sons and daughters. So Seth's life lasted 912 years, and he died. Enosh was 90 years old when he fathered Kenan. Enosh lived 850 years after he fathered Kenan, and he fathered other sons and daughters. So Enosh's life lasted 905 years, and he died. Now, Kenan is a name that is similar or related to the name Cain, interestingly enough. And one of the things that you see as you go through this genealogy is you find a number of names that are similar to some of the names that you see who are descendants of Cain. But the outcome is different. Completely different. You know, naming is not destiny. You know, when you name a child, you have hopes, but there's no guarantee he's going to live out that name. There's a book by um, Stephen Dubner and uh, Levitt uh, came out about 10 years ago called Freakonomics. Anybody read that book? There is a chapter in that book about naming and destiny. And they talk about, they give a number of interesting examples, and they're looking, you know, they do all this regression analysis, and, and uh, they, they look at names and outcomes and that sort of thing. And one of the interesting examples that they give is of this one family in which um, this father has two sons, and the firstborn he names Winner. <laughs> The second born, he names Loser. So they, they all each went by, you know, their different parts of their names. You know, the first one went by Win, and the second one went by Lou. Well, when you look at the outcomes of their lives, well, naming clearly wasn't destiny because Win, well, you know, he wound up in bars. Had a rather unproductive life. Loser, or Lou, well, he became a police officer and lived a rather successful life. And one of the things that they show in this book is that naming is not destiny. But here's one thing that is clear. Character is important. And you know, hopefully, if you're given a good name, 
you have the character to go with it. So, let's go back to our text. Kenan was 70 years old when he fathered Mahalel. Kenan lived 840 years after he fathered Mahalel, and he fathered other sons and daughters, so Kenan's life lasted 910 years, then he died. Mahalel lasted 65 years, and he fathered Jared. Jared Mahalel lived 830 years after he fathered Jared, and he fathered other sons and daughters, so Mahalel's life lasted 895 years. Then he died. Jared was 162 years old when he fathered Enoch. Jared lived 800 years after he fathered Enoch. He fathered other sons and daughters. So Jared's life lasted 962 years. Then he died. 962 years. Long period. Not the longest. But it's significant. Verse 21. Enoch was 65 years old when he fathered Methuselah. And after he fathered Methuselah, Enoch walked with God. 300 years and fathered other sons and daughters. So Enoch's life lasted 365 years. Enoch walked with God, and then he was not, because God took him. Now, one of the things I think that's really interesting here is it says twice that Enoch walked with God. When you see something repeated like this, it's there for emphasis. It's there because they want you to see something special. Enoch walked with God. There is only one other person of whom this is said. Let's go to chapter 6. Let's go to verse 9. These are the family records of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among his contemporaries. Noah walked with God. So one of the things that you see is that both Enoch and Noah walked with God. These two men were exceptional. And God had special purposes for them. Now, we don't have a whole lot of insight about Enoch from Scripture, but we do have mention of him made in Jude. So let's go to Jude. Now let's go to verse 14. It was about these false prophets, it was about these that Enoch, in the seventh generation from Adam, prophesied. Look, the Lord comes with ten thousands of his holy ones to execute judgment on all and to convict all the ungodly concerning all the ungodly acts that they had done in an ungodly way and concerning all the harsh things ungodly sinners have said against him. So one of the things that we see here is that Enoch was, among other things, he was a prophet. He was in close communication with God, and he prophesied. Now, you know, in much the same way, you have Noah. Noah was told to build the ark, and he preached to people for years, for hundreds of years. Now, these two men, out of all, out of all ten, these two had a special. They were they were clearly special. They were clearly exceptional in that they strived to follow after God. In that they strived to live a life pleasing to God. And in the case of Enoch, he lived 365 years, and afterward, God takes him. Now, we only see one other person that that happens with, and that's, of course, Elijah. 
But even of Elijah, it doesn't say, well, that he walked with God in the same kind of way that we see that Enoch did. So, it says, Enoch was 65 years old when he fathered Methuselah. And after he fathered Methuselah, Enoch walked with God. Now, you know, I'm sure that before Methuselah was born, he lived a godly life. But when Methuselah was born, it was clear to him that he had to be different. It was clear to him that he had to follow after God with his whole life. Now, God makes each one of us different. He gives each of us different abilities. He gives each of us different talents. He gives each of us different strengths. He gives each of us, allows each of us to have different weaknesses. We can't all attain to the same sorts of things, but this much is clear. He calls each and every one of us to give our best. He calls each and every one of us to strive to follow after him. So here's a question I have for you. And this is a question I have to ask of myself all the time. Why do I do what I do? Why do you do what you do? Are you doing what you are doing because you're striving to please God? Or yourself? Or someone else? You know, if you belong to Jesus Christ, he has called you to be different. He has called you to be a witness. He has called you to be separate, to be holy. So the question is this. Is that what you're shooting for? Or, are you just trying to be like everybody else? Now, verse 25 says, Methuselah was 187 years old when he fathered Lamech. Oh, yeah, another really important idea here. Almost forgot. Enoch was the seventh from Adam. Through the line of Seth. Let's look at the seventh through the line of Cain. Let's go to chapter four. And let's go to verse 18. Arid was born to Enoch. Arid fathered Mehejuel. Mehejuel fathered Methushel. And Methushel fathered Lamech. Lamech was the seventh from Adam through the line of Cain. And just to recap here, Lamech took two wives for himself. One named Ada, the other named Zillah. He was married from A to Z. <laughs> I've been waiting to, to give that one. <laughs> it was too good to pass up. But, but, um, Ada bore Jabel. He was the father of the nomadic herdsmen. His brother was named Jubal. And he was the father of all who played a lair in the flute. And Zillah bore Tubal Cain, who made all kinds of instruments, uh, bronze and iron tools. And Tubal Cain's sisters was Naamah. 
And Lamech said to his, his wives, Ada and Zillah, Hear my voice, wives of Lamech. Pay attention to my words. For I killed a man for wounding me, and a young man for striking me. If Cain is to be avenged seven times over, then for Lamech it will be seventy-seven times. And here's the thing I want you to see. This man had no regard for human life. This man did not follow God's model in, in that God wanted one man, one woman. This was a man who just went his own way. And he was the prime example of going down the wrong way. But when you look at Enoch, who's also the seventh from Adam, but through the line of Seth, what you see is an example that we should all be striving for. So let's go back to chapter 5. Verse 25. Methuselah was 25 years old when he fathered Lamech. Methuselah lived 782 years after he fathered Lamech. He fathered other sons and daughters. So Methuselah's life lasted 969 years and he died. Now, 969 years. That makes him the longest liver. Right? But here's what he did not do. He did not live a thousand years. Now, you might think, well, obviously, if you only live 969, but the point is this. See, a thousand years, that would have been the gold standard. A thousand years, in the minds of these ancients, would have made him a god. But in the end, he's just a man. And a fallen man. But he did live a godly life. Lamech was 182 years old when he fathered a son, and he named him Noah. This one will bring us relief from the agonizing labor of our hands caused by the ground the Lord has cursed. Lamech lived 595 years after he fathered Noah and he fathered other sons and daughters. So Lamech's life lasted 777 years and he died. Now, you will recall the seventh from Adam through the line of Cain, his name was what? Lamech. And it's interesting. The other Lamech, the rebel, the sinner, the other Lamech, one of his claims to fame was that he would be avenged 77 times. But this Lamech, through the line of Seth, in contrast, because he lived a life for God, he lived 777 years. This was an example of the holiness of his life. Something else here. He names Noah. He says, This one will bring us relief from the agonizing labor of our hands caused by the ground the Lord has cursed. Now, it is perhaps the case that Lamech thought, This one is the one who's going to fulfill the promise in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. Because essentially he names him rest. Rest from the sin. Rest from the toil. Rest from the labor. Rest from all the things that came with the fall. Well, he wasn't that one. 
but he was clearly in the line. Because when you when you look at the story of the Bible, there are five primary figures. The first is Adam. The second is Noah. The third is Abraham. The fourth is David. And the fifth and the most important of these is Christ. Now, when you look at the distance in time between each one, it's roughly about a thousand years in between each one. And you know, I'm sure that when Adam and Eve were removed from the garden, that they thought the prophecy concerning Christ, that they thought that they might live to see it. But they didn't. Adam lives 930 years. It was 126 years from the death of Adam to the birth of Noah. And the whole time, after all these children are being born, after seeing all these descendants, hoping that he would see the one, he died not seeing the next one most important in life. You know, um, he obviously saw Enoch and Lamech and probably Methuselah. But he did not have that hope fulfilled. Folks, you and I are on the other side of the cross. You and I live with what he hoped for. Verse 28, but Mech was 182 years old when he fathered a son, and he named him Noah, saying, This one will bring us relief from the agonizing labor of our hands, caused by the grail the Lord is cursed. But Mech lived 595 years after he fathered Noah, and he fathered other sons and daughters, so Mech's life lasted 777 years, then he died. Noah was 500 years old, and he fathered Shem, Ham, and Jacob. Now, one of the things that we see here is when you look at all the others, how many children do they specifically name? One. When we look at Noah, we see three mentioned here. Why is that? Well, there's a few things. Because when you look at chapter 10, you see the genealogies of all three of these. And you see the formation of the 70 nations that come into existence after the flood. You also see something like this when you take a look at Genesis chapter 11, verse 26. One of the things you see there is you see Abram, Nahor, and uh, let's see. I remember off the top of my head, so I got a look. Abram, Nahor, and Haran, the sons of Tiran. And as you go throughout the rest of the book of Genesis, these names become important. 
they've got more of a story to tell, an important story to tell. So once again, one of the things you see when you look at when you look at this at this genealogy here, there are four that stand out. Number one, Adam. Number two, Enoch. Number three, Lamech. Number four, Noah. Now, just a few general observations. One of the things that you see emphasized here is the importance of the father. Mothers are important. And you know, especially these days, there's a, always a point to emphasize the importance of the mother. But one of the things that is clear here is the importance of the father. All sorts of sociological studies have been done on the family, and here's what they have found. Without a father, sons are far more likely to be involved in crime. Without the father, daughters are a whole lot more likely to wind up in out-of-wedlock pregnancy. Fathers are important. Because while mothers have an important role, fathers also have a very important role. And one of the things that you can see here with Adam, with Seth, is that they emphasize calling on the name of the Lord, and you see what happens with their children. Two of these, out of, out of all of these, walk especially closely with God. In our day, in a, well, not in our day, but I think we can find a more contemporary example, one in this country. When you look at Jonathan Edwards, how many of you have ever read Jonathan Edwards? He's known for his, his sermon, uh, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. Okay? He, he was president of, of Princeton and... Uh, great preacher, great evangelist, great pastor. And it's interesting that 150 years after his death, when you look at his descendants, one U.S. vice president, one dean of a law school, one dean of a medical school, three U.S. senators, three governors, three mayors, 13 college presidents, 30 judges, 60 doctors, 65 professors, 75 military officers, 80, pub, uh, 80 holders of public office, 100 lawyers, 100 clergymen, 256 college graduates. Back when, college graduation was a rare thing. One of his contemporaries is a guy by the name of Max Jukes. And they kind of stumbled upon him by accident because they found that he had 42 descendants in the New York prison system. Yeah. And within 150 years of his death, he had seven murderers, 60 thieves, 190 prostitutes, 150 other convicts, 300 Ted Poppers, 440 alcoholics, 1,200 descendants in all, three of them, 300 of whom died prematurely. And the picture is clear. You know, if you follow after Christ, that is no guarantee that your children are going to, but they're a whole lot more likely to. As we said earlier, you have the way of Cain, which was a way of destruction, which was a way of sin and rebellion. And there's the way of Seth. Which one are you following? 
Let's take a look at one more scripture. Let's go to 1 John chapter 2. Let's go to verse 15. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world with its lust is passing away. But the one who does the will of God abides forever. You can go the way of Cain and love the world, or you can follow after God and abide forever. Those are the choices. Now, you know, I know a lot of you. Don't know all of you. And, you know, the thing is, hey, I can fool you. And you can fool me. But we can't fool God. He knows exactly where you are spiritually. If you don't know him today, you're going the way of the world and you're going to have an endless eternity in hell, separated from God. If you do know him, that's a wonderful thing. But keep striving all after God. Keep striving to grow closer to Him. If you don't know Him, seek Him today. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for the truth of your word. Lord, I, I just pray that if there is anyone here who does not know you, they will seek after you today. I, I, I pray that, Lord, that you would help each of us to examine our hearts. And that, Lord, that you help us not to lie to ourselves, but be honest with ourselves. And I pray that, Lord, that each and every one here would follow after you with their whole hearts. Lord, guide us. These things in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.